Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Basketball Morning Joe with Tyler and Mo. And it's finally here, episode five, after a long-awaited episode with the start of the NBA season coming up. We just had so many things to do with the holidays and the new year. But I guess you can say we're happy that we're out of 2020. And joining me right now, ringing in the new year with me on this brand-new episode of the Basketball Morning Joe, is none other than my co-host, Mr. Mo Holtzman. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely happy to get out of 2020. Um, Not the best year by anyone's standards and uh, excited for this NBA season. Excited for what 2021 has to bring us. And I hope your uh, holiday break was good, Ty. Yes, it was without a doubt. I mean, we had basketball and it was it felt really weird. But, you know, it also felt really good to have something to watch that we enjoy now. The NBA season for the Grizzlies, though, is not starting out how they wanted it to. Jaron Jackson Jr., of course, had that ACL tear, I believe, back in the bubble. And now their star player, the young phenom, if you will, John Morant, goes down with a grade two low ankle sprain. Yeah, um, it's just injuries are really debilitating on this team. Um, Ja hadn't even led them to a win by the time he had gone down. I believe they were 0-3 maybe at the time. They're 2-4 right now, sitting at the bottom of the Western Conference. And um, I didn't have the Grizzlies pegged as a playoff team back when I did my predictions uh, preseason. But without John Morant, they're really going to struggle. Um, they really just don't have too much without him and Jaron. But hopefully, I think Ja's only going to miss about a month more. And they can make a really late push for a playoff spot. But I think... This uh, this might be a little bit of a lost season for a very young Grizzlies team. Yes, I agree. Now, a team though that is really surprising me, um, they're sitting fourth in the Eastern Conference at four and two, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs are interesting. Um, yeah, they are third in the East, and the East is a little bit scrambled up right now. Uh, right now, the Knicks are a playoff team. Orlando's up there with Cleveland in the top four, and um, Cleveland has really gotten there because of the play of you know Sexland. Uh, Sexton and Garland have both been really talented. Uh, they've been talented through their time in the league, but really stepping up in uh, this season. I believe Sexton's third, Garland's second, and um, those two young guards along with Andre Drummond are kind of captaining a, a weird Cavaliers team, definitely, but one that I don't think will end up in the playoff spot. Um, a lot of teams kind of disappointing out East early, but I think they'll probably fall off a little bit. Right, and, you know, you go back to last week, the Celtics were not even in the top 10 for Eastern Conference teams, and now they've moved up to the sixth spot, while Brooklyn has moved down to nine. And what's really interesting about this, before we get into those two teams, is the Bucks are at eight, and you had them at one. See, I said before, folks, before we went on break, that the Bucks were going to be a low-seeding team in the East this year because of the addition of Drew Holiday, and Giannis is going to have to share the ball more. And if you look at it, Mo, it's kind of shaping out to be that way with this Bucks team. Yeah, but I'd give you $10,000 million to guarantee you that the Bucks will not finish as an eighth seed, nor lower than that. And they will be climbing up because they're two games out of the first seed. Like, it's it's really early in the season to take a look at standings, and I know that's what we're doing. But um, Milwaukee's going to be a top three seed. Uh, they'll probably be a top two seed in my estimation. And... Um, they're not the best team in the league, I don't think, but uh, you saw them lose that first game to a crazy Jason Tatum buzzer beater shot. They would be 4-2 right. and two if that didn't happen. Um, I just think this Bucks team, a little uh, unlucky breaks off night in New York, 
but um, they're they're gonna be good. Give it time. Yeah, you speaking of that, you said off night in New York. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how a team like Milwaukee loses to a Knicks team by 20. Yeah, I've seen so. Something that people have been talking about is a lot of blowouts, right? So across the league, a lot of weird results, a lot of blowouts, a lot of teams that you wouldn't really expect to be so good are uh, playing together well. And I think something that we need to realize is, like, this is such a different season. Like, the New York Knicks, they're not a great team, no, but what is their they team improved. Is their team generally similar to what it was last year? It's improved a little bit, but it has the same pieces, right? So Milwaukee's integrating guys like Drew Holiday and losing guys right. uh, all across the board. So I think it's a little bit different, and teams with more continuity, like the Cavs and the Magic and the Pacers, for that matter, have been doing And even better. the Suns. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's a team I want to talk about right now is uh, Phoenix. You know, this team's very interesting to me, but I think you could say that Chris Paul is – playing a significant role on this team, as we figured he would. And if you really think about it, Mo, he's going to make Devin Booker into more of a star than he already is. Yeah, Booker's been great this season. Uh, The Suns are are really interesting. They've lost one game since last March because they were undefeated in the bubble. And uh, I think they've only lost one game this season. They beat a good Pelicans team. They uh, barely lost to a Clippers team. Recently, uh, it's a it's uh, yeah. have they lost two games this season? Maybe yes, they're five and two. They're second in the West. Yeah, Clippers it's a, are at the one. It's a good team. They just lost to the Clippers. That game was not close for a while. Battled back and uh, made it a close one by the end. I think the Suns team maybe definitely won't stay that high in the standings, but I, I think they're definitely a threat come playoff time to to win a first round series. Oh, most definitely. Now, one team I want to talk about right now is one and four, and they're in the Eastern Conference. Kind of disappointing for. A lot of people that are fans of this team, um, the Toronto Raptors are one in four. Mm-hmm. They are the 14th seed right now in the East, which is very disappointing because we had such high hopes for them coming into the season. And don't get me wrong, OG Ananobi has been doing his thing in Toronto, but we've seen a lot of weakness shown by guys like Siakam and Lowry. Yeah, it's a little odd. I mean, we had Toronto locked in and kind of that top six of. You know, in whatever order you want to do, Philly, Boston, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Miami in them. But I think we're we're looking at Indiana as a much better team than Toronto. And I think Atlanta is a much better team than Toronto right now. So they're going to be around that 8th, ninth seed, especially with an ugly start here. And um, I think the problem is Toronto's really relied on a good defense, right? They had Kawhi Leonard. Right. He was the guy. But besides that, they play a slow game. They win a lot of games, like 100-90. to 90. And the defense really just hasn't been there this year. Uh, they lost Marcus Gasol and uh, Serge Ibaka in free agency. Those guys were definitely cogs there. Aaron Baines is not as good of a defense and center as those guys. Um, and their half-court offense is just brutal. So if you're not one of the better defensive teams in the league, which they're not right now, you're going to lose some games. Yeah, and another team I want to talk about that has not been living up to standards, especially since they went to the finals last year, Miami Heat is two and three right now. Mm-hmm. Miami's weird because they they lost Jimmy Butler. Right, he missed I think two or three games with an ankle injury, so that's kind of explainable. A couple losses there. They still beat the Bucks in that back to back situation, and they looked great on Christmas. Um, they beat a Pelicans team. Uh, Duncan Robinson I think had like eight or nine threes, but um, I think the Heat 
are more of a playoff team than a regular season team. I don't think that they're really focused right now on the regular season. I think they just need to get into the playoffs again at that 4-5 range, which I think they will. Um, it's really early to look at standings, but you're right. The uh, Miami's probably going to rip off a couple wins here and get right back up to the top. Right, and don't forget they also lost Jay Crowder and another player as well that I cannot remember the name of. Yeah, Crowder's definitely an important piece for that team. He's a good shooter, good defender. So uh, Miami has some stuff to figure out. Yeah, most definitely. Now, the moment I've been waiting to talk about here before we get into Brooklyn and Boston is in the Western Conference. We all thought that Harden was going bye-bye before the beginning of the season. And they're in the sixth seed at 2-2. Two and two. So it's interesting to me because Harden's doing his thing but also at the same time, John Wall is scoring the ball as well. Mm-hmm. I think I said when we did a couple episodes this offseason, I said it was going to be weird to find a Harden trade. And I, I don't think that – I didn't think there was going to be one. I don't think he fits very well in Brooklyn. I think the best fits right now would be you're looking at a team like Toronto or New Orleans to come out of the woodwork and change something crazy. Um, I, I think the Rockets are a pretty good team. I mean, I think they're a playoff lock as they're – Structured right now, Harden's averaging like 37 and 12 or something nuts. Um, Christian Wood's been playing out of his mind. and John Wall looks like John Wall, which is all they really needed. And uh, not too many teams have a big three that's much better than that, especially regular season Harden is going to put up the numbers. And, um, I mean, they've only played four games. They had a COVID thing, so they've played a couple less games than some teams maybe have played five or six. But um, I think Houston is maybe not going to win any playoff series, but uh, they're locked to get there, and they're going to knock out a young team like maybe the Grizzlies or Pelicans. Right, and right now, Mo, you look at the Warriors, they're finding their way too. I mean, Steph Curry coming off a monster game with 62 points, earning the respect of Damian Lillard. Those guys went back and forth all night. But, I mean, what a performance from him. And now the Warriors are finally finding their way. And if you really think about it, James Wiseman is being utilized perfectly like we thought he would. Yeah, Steph Curry is unbelievable, man. I, he doesn't get the respect he deserves ever since. You know, uh, people hated them. People hated the Warriors. They hated Kevin Durant's move. And Steph Curry went all of a sudden from a hero to a villain very, very quickly. And I think that it's, it's kind of coming back around. People said that he couldn't win alone you know and this is kind of his season to prove haters wrong and then to also you know be the the nba's golden boy again because everyone used to love the steph and clay teams loved them because they were fun and steph is absolutely one of the most fun players in the league especially when he gets hot like he did last night so yeah career high 62 for him was a great night um warriors i don't think are so good um wiggins and Ubre have shot terribly Throughout the season, Wiggins is something like yeah. 30% on the season, but way better from three, which is weird. And then Ubre can't make a shot to save his life. And that's not going to continue because those guys are at least league average shooters. But uh, Draymond looks a little slow. I mean, he's he's good to have out there for playmaking and defense, but he's not going to score the ball. Um, I, I think this Warriors team is going to be struggling to to maybe lock in a lower playoff spot, as uh, as some people thought mm-hmm. they would. I thought I was a little higher on them, but... Um, it depends on if, if Curry wants to shoot 20 times a night, you know? We'll, so we'll see if he can hold up. Hopefully his body holds up and um, Warriors can be a, a fun playoff team. See, that's the thing, though, about Golden State is they can be predictable or they can be unpredictable. Last night, it was unpredictable for them. But 
usually you always think you know what Golden State's going to do. They're going to take the three ball. They're going to keep taking the three ball. But now that they have Wiseman, they keep cutting inside. And, Mo, what I want to ask you is, um, what are you thinking of James Wiseman right now? He looks good. All the rookies look good. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with almost everybody in that top ten. Halliburton on the outside at the 12 is also impressive. But um, Wiseman's been good. I mean, he's he's never been the type – like, he's not the type of center that Steph Curry has rolled with throughout his career. Um, and this isn't the type of team that Curry has rolled with because those guys normally – are good shooters, which he doesn't have right now. They're smart passers, which he doesn't really have around him right now. So these Warriors are playing a little bit different of a game. You're right, driving to the driving to the net way more, taking less threes, um, besides Curry, obviously. But it's it's a very different team, and I really do like what Wiseman has brought to them. And I, I think it was probably the right move not trading that pick just to bridge the gap as, you know, Curry's going into his twilight years, and then Wiseman will become a dominant center in this league. Exactly. And now... Yeah, I know you're a big Luka fan, so let's talk about Dallas because they are extremely disappointing right now. Luka's trying to play his game, but he hasn't looked like the Luka we know. So I feel like we need to wait to evaluate Dallas until uh, Porzingis comes back. And I've said kind of the same thing about Boston, is that we don't know what they're going to be like in the playoffs until Kemba comes back and we see what Kemba's like. Same thing with Dallas. We don't know what they're going to be like until Chris Stops comes back. And I think that's going to be soon. I've heard that sometime in January, which is good for them, because in a Western Conference like this, you can't go. You know, what are they right now? They're uh, two, two and, and four. four at the yeah, 14th. you're two and four. You can't go. I, I'm saying this is crazy, but if you go three and ten, you're in a hole. You're in a bad hole in a 72-game season. And I don't think they'll do that. Uh, they're playing the Rockets tonight. That's a tough matchup. But Lucas three ball is not there. And it, it, he's never been a great shooter. He's a shot maker more than a shooter. But he is, I think, one of the lowest three-point percentages in the league right now. And that's not something you want from an MVP candidate. I think he doesn't have a ton of help offensively. That's true. But um, I think Dallas should be a good team when Kristaps come back. We're just kind of waiting for that. And they got to tread water and try to stay 500 without him. Yeah. And now... What do you make of the Timberwolves this season with the pickup of Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell and Cat? So I really like D'Angelo Russell. I've been a D'Angelo Russell guy because I'm a Lakers guy, and he was like the first pick when I was invested in Laker Town Wagner. He's not a winning player, I don't believe. He's he's flashy. He's not a good defender. I saw someone call him Tall Lou Williams the other night. Like that's just how he is. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is missing time with the wrist injury right now. I don't blame him if he, you know, is going to want to step away maybe from basketball because of, you know, his losses to his family during this pandemic, which was brutal stories that we hear out of that. But, um, Edwards has looked pretty good. Hasn't shot the ball well, but, you know, bringing you kind of what you would want from an NBA, uh, first round or number one overall pick really early in his career. They're not a playoff team. I don't think anyone billed them as a playoff team, but, um, the problem is, is they traded that first round pick in this draft to the Warriors in the, I believe, D'Angelo Russell move. So, what? No reason to tank. Guys, got to try to keep winning games. Um, no reason to tank if you don't own your first. So, maybe Minnesota will make a run for a ten seed, but in a loaded Western Conference, I just don't think that'll happen. Right, and finally, we're gonna move to the Eastern Conference again. Uh, Let's talk about the Knicks, okay? See, 
beginning of the season, Kyrie and Katie looked like they were going to be an unstoppable Nets team. Kyrie was scoring out of his mind. Katie was just cold. He was doing everything right. However, the last three, four games, they haven't looked themselves. Yeah, so they beat that Atlanta team. Lost to that Atlanta team. Then lost to the Wizards the other night. I think they started the season, what, 2-0, and and now they're 3-3 and or something, 3-4 or something. And they did lose lost to the to Hornets, the Hornets too, yep, uh, uh, Terry Reggier poster over Durant. Um, it's the Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie is a very big loss for them. Um, I know people kind of said that he was expendable in a Harden trade, but um, he's important. He's a really good scorer, a pretty decent defender, a good energy guy, a good leader. And he's gone out for the season with the ACL. So the question is to me for Brooklyn is like on a night where Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving can't do everything. Who's giving it to you? Because Karis Levert's going to be the bench guy. They'd want to keep him in that role. You're missing, I think you're missing a, a wing defender there. I really do. I think I think you would have to give the ball to Joe Harris. Yeah, Harris is more of a catch-and-shoot guy, though. I don't think you trust him there. I think they need like a sort of 3-and-D player. Um, I've seen P.J. Tucker's name come up in trade rooms a lot. If they could steal him away from Houston, that would be a great move. But um, I, I, there's, I, by no means am I saying that Brooklyn has no shot at anything because I do think they're probably the favorites in the East right now. I might take Philly over them because I'm super high on Philly. But Brooklyn, Brooklyn's a very good team. Right. So why don't we talk about Philly, Mo? What do, What do you got to say about? I Philly love right? the Philadelphia Seventy, and I have I have loved Philadelphia for years, and they burn me over and over again because they crash out of the playoffs every year resoundingly. But um. Joel Embiid's one of my guys. I picked him for MVP last year. That didn't work out, but he's a great scorer. I think um, he's it's the he's in the debate for best center in the league right now with Jokic. It's the argument of Jokic's passing versus Embiid's defense. But I think you have two legit all defensive guys on that team, and Simmons and Embiid. You have a resurging Tobias Harris who's having a really good year. And then shooting around him, Seth Curry has had a really good season. Tyrese Maxey is their rookie. He's having a good season. I Philadelphia is five and one at the top of the East. I really like what they're doing. I think they're in prime position to make a James Harden trade if they want to do that. Don't know if they want to build up that core, but I think Daryl Morey, who's in charge there and obviously was the Houston GM for a long time, if he if he wants to pull the trigger on a James Harden package, send over Ben Simmons in a first, he could do it in a heartbeat. So I think Philly's scary right now, and they could be even scarier if they move Harden. Yeah, I completely agree. So th- that leaves the last team for me, who's my favorite team, and then we'll talk about your team after. Let's talk about Boston. They're they're four and three. They beat the Pistons last night or the night before, and they play the Raptors at seven thirty tonight. I think they could beat Toronto. I think they should beat Toronto. Jalen Brown is playing absolutely incredible, and so is Jason Tatum, but. Jalen Brown the other night scored 42 points, I believe, against the Pacers. Uh, I'm right? not sure it was against, but yeah, it was It was his career high, 42. So, I mean, you really think about it. It was against the Grizzlies, excuse me. Um, Boston is doing everything right. The problem is, I think you may have been right. I think they're sort of feeling the little impact without Hayward. But at the same time, they're also moving the ball around more to guys like Jeff Teague, who's a veteran point guard, who's passing the ball to the younger guys. 
Um, we haven't seen too much of Aaron Neesmith yet. I know that was their rookie they picked this year at the 13th slot, I believe. And, you know, but Tristan Thompson's doing stuff there. He's being the defensive rebounder that they needed. Um, overall, I like this Boston team. Well, yeah, I, I think I'm going to say basically the same thing I've been saying about Boston since the offseason. Their top four guys, if Kemba Walker is healthy, is probably the best in the league. Um, I love Marcus Smart. Uh, great hustle guy. Jason Tatum has like a bid for MVP going. And uh, Jalen Brown might even have a better bid for MVP going. He is an absolutely phenomenal player. He's playing great this year. He's shooting nearly 60% from the field. And that's not going to keep up because that's an otherworldly pace for a forward. But Jalen Brown's been great. Great on both ends. Um, The worry I have with this Boston team is like, okay, you're getting your points. From, from Tatum, you're getting your points from Brown, and then you're relying on, like, nine from Tristan Thompson is your fourth scorer, and then, like, seven from Jeff Teague, who's out tonight with an ankle sprain. Like, their bench depth is just really brutal, and this is a team that kind of has had a bunch of depth. So it's a little bit weird looking at Boston as a, a, a shallower team this year. I, I mean, Tatum and Brown are both playing 34 minutes a game, which is kind of a lot. Um, I hope those guys stay healthy. I hope Marcus Smart is able to stay healthy. I know he has a wrist thing that he might not play tonight. Kamba Walker scares me. I don't. I don't think he's. I when they signed him, I remember thinking that the timelines didn't match up because Kemba is a lot older than those other guys. And this injury, the knee that's kind of been bugging him for a couple of years now. If this sticks around, I just I don't know if Kemba Walker is the guy that you can win a title around in um, in Boston. I mean, if he's your fourth option, like of course. And if he's your second, probably you're fine. But I, I don't know what they're relying on Kemba Walker to be, especially. Right. And I wanted to ask you about Kemba. Do they have a timeline? I don't think to come so. Back? I think it's going to be over a month still. Um, I know he, they said he was going to be reevaluated in January, but I haven't heard anything about it. I don't think it's anytime soon, though. I think they're going to be without him for a while. So they could be without Kemba, possibly to the all-star break i would guess he comes back before that but they might hold him out people sometimes teams do that they hold players out until after the all-star break kind of get acclimated during that so that's definitely a possibility i would guess he's back a little bit before that though from what i've heard right and now let's talk about the lakers and then we'll talk about the bigger team of the nba the storylines right now let's talk about the lakers Mo. they're good man (laughs) they've been good they are good um LeBron's still that dude. Anthony Davis looks a little bit checked out to start the season, which is weird because that's not what you get from him usually, but he'll pick it up. Um, the bench depth works. Dennis Schroeder's awesome. Marcus All is a great offensive rebounder and cuts really well. Uh, Kyle Kuzma had a pretty good start to the season. Contavious Caldwell Pope rolled his ankle, but before that he was shooting phenomenally. Um, it's a good team. They, I don't. I think they were pretty checked out in their loss to. Los Angeles, uh, the Clippers to start the season, so that doesn't really mean a ton. Um, Portland loss was also kind of eh. I think they were not. They played Harold on the stretch there, which is probably not what you're going to do as a, a guy who needs to switch out until Damian Lillard. It's just not going to happen. But um, I think I think the Lakers are still the clear favorites. I think nothing really has changed from that. Um, and I don't know. LeBron still looks phenomenal, man. So he just turned 36. I think it's it's crazy. Yeah, and I got to tell you one thing, too. What's crazy is I actually have a seeding prediction right yeah. this year. 
in the Eastern Conference. The five seed is the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> I we'll see where they finish. I think they might drop down a couple more. I I, I haven't pegged at seventh right now, but we'll see. It may drop, but I want to get into Atlanta a little bit. You know, Trey Young is doing what exactly you said he was going to do. He was going to take more of a leadership role, be the mentor. Okay, yes, he's still going to be a great scorer. But you also look at guys, I know Danilo Gallinari got Mm. hurt the other night. I know one thing's for sure, though. Chris Dunn, he's doing what he needs to do down the stretch. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, he's doing good, too. But I I like Atlanta, but I still don't know what to make of him yet. If you know what I mean, like, it's it's a hit or miss. Well, their defense is terrible. And their defense is going to be terrible. Um, Trey Young is a liability on that end. A lot of other guys on their roster are too. Um, I, Bogdanovich has played really well. They're bringing him off the bench because uh, I think it's uh, DeAndre Hunter is starting, and he has been phenomenal. Hunter is a good shooter, a good defensive player. He didn't look great last year in his rookie season, but he's been great for Atlanta right now. And um, I, I do like Atlanta. I don't think that they'll steal a playoff series because when you look at the East, like – Brooklyn, are they making it past the first round? Of course. Is Philadelphia or Milwaukee or bot? Like, there's too many good teams. So I, I think you're looking at Atlanta as, you know, the goal is like maybe a five seed, maybe a six seed, and then put up a good fight in a playoff series, make Atlanta a bit of a culture spot, and then maybe you'll land another uh, piece in free agency, and then you're legit. You know what I mean? Yes. So right now I want to get into – let, let, we're, we've talked about the seedings, the standings now, ladies and gentlemen. And right now I want to get into a segment I'd like to call half-court predictions. So at the first game today at 7 o'clock, there's multiple 7 o'clock games today, um, Hornets and the Sixers, it's a no-brainer here for me. I'm taking yeah, Philly. Philly's been what great. About you? Uh, they're going to match up really well. And, uh, yeah, tell me on who on Charlotte is stopping Joel Embiid tonight. Not going to happen. Let's go to the Cavaliers versus the Magic. This team is very interesting to me. It's a three versus four seed right now. Cleveland number three. No, Cleveland number four. Magic number three. Um, I got Cleveland. I'll take Orlando. Um, Kevin Love's still out. I don't know really what to make of either of these teams. They're really streaky, but I, I my gut's telling me Orlando tonight. Hmm. That's very interesting that you say that because it's going to be a great game. Both teams are evenly matched. Um, Knicks versus Hawks. Hawks. This is one that this is one a lot of people are gonna that you might disagree with me on this, but I think the Knicks got the Hawks beat down low, and I'll tell you why. Simply two people, three people actually: Julius Randle, Obi Toppin, and RJ. Hawks. Hawks. Hawks blow out. I think I think John Collins and Trey Young are going to have a good game. Um, I I don't know who's guarding Trey Young on this not uh, this next team. Okay, so it's a split decision again. Um, Thunder Heat now. Well, this one's interesting because the Thunder is still doing a little bit, but not too. They're not making mm-hmm. too much noise, if you know what I mean. Um, Miami is Miami, so like you said, there'll be a better playoff team. Come that time, yeah, I think Miami's okay, gonna bounce back tonight. Uh, they're they got to get their record back. Okay, now my game: Celtics Raptors. I'm taking 
Celtics by I think Toronto is going to win because they're extremely desperate. They're one and four. Uh, you can't fall behind that much early in the season. One and five is brutal. And I think Marcus Smart might not play tonight, which is big. Right, we got to wait to see the report from Woj on that. Um, Pistons, Bucks. I'm going to mm-hmm. give it to Milwaukee. Yes, definitely. It, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Now, this one's interesting to me, though. Pacers, mm-hmm. Pelicans. The Pelicans have been playing really well. Brandon Ingram has been scoring the ball great. Zion's been doing what Zion does. Even Lonzo Ball has seemed to find his three-point shot. I know there was not much talk about the Pelicans. I know there was a lot of talk about the Pelicans not signing Lonzo Ball to an extension next season, and they're going to let him go as a free agent. Um, I like the Pelicans. I, in this so game. I do like my daily picks on NBA News or whatever, and I grappled with this one for a while. Um, I think the matchup is probably pretty good for Brandon Ingram to have a good game. Um, TJ Warren's out with that foot injury that he uh, was messing with the bubble, and it's, it's still hurting him here. So I think it's going to be the Pelicans maybe taking this one tonight. I think this is probably the toss is, uh, the most toss-up game of the night, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we get into the game of the day, let's go Kings-Warriors. I'm going to take Sacramento. I think De'Aaron Fox is going to have a monster uh, game. Yeah, I mean, maybe Steph Curry's arms are tired after shooting for 62. I don't know. Give me the Warriors. Why not? They're hot. It's fun. True. I mean, you do like your do. California teams, <laughs> except the Clippers. Um, now, the game of the day, obviously the biggest game is a Western Conference matchup. Uh, Rockets uh, versus Mavericks. To me, this is a must-win for either team if they want any contention. Even though it's early in the season, if the Mavericks start out 2-5, and five, that is not a good start. Luka needs to have a good game. He needs to come back like the old Luka. But at the same time, you got to think about it. Even though James Harden scores a lot, how is John Wall going to incorporate himself as a staple on that roster? I think pretty well, and that's why I'm taking Houston tonight. Um, when you look at, like, James Harden and Luka Doncic kind of cancel each other out. Those are obviously two top ten players in this league. But then you look at the next guys, like, okay, Josh Richardson, cool. Have fun in Dallas. But, you know, Christian Wood. Uh, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon. Like, there's a lot of good players still in Houston. I think those guys are going to win the game in a, a probably a battle. Maybe close, maybe overtime. We'll see, but it should be a really good game. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that, Mo. I'm going to take the Rockets as well. Um, I don't have any scores. Basketballs yeah. are always the toughest scores to predict. Um now I want to move into another segment here. That's a new one as well. It's called Full Court Early Season Predictions um, for awards and stuff. So, Mo, right now, looking at it, who are you giving Rookie of the Year to? <sighs> Halliburton, maybe? Um, I'm not sure. I think everyone. I think everyone's been good. I don't think anyone's been great. I think Lamella Ball's been kind of inconsistent. He's still not starting there. Um, Wiseman is good, but the Warriors aren't winning. I guess the Kings aren't winning either. But I do like what Tyrese Halliburton is bringing, and his name hasn't been brought up yet, so I'll go Halliburton. Okay, and one name I I know you Mm -hmm. didn't mention is Obi Toppin. He's only played Uh, a couple of games. I think he's out right now with some issue. I forget whether it was a foot or not, um, but he's only played, I think, one or two games. He looked decent in them, but um, not enough time yet for me to really evaluate 
Yeah. Now, Mo, for me, it's a dark horse because I know you really haven't given him much thought on our show, but I'm going to give it to Isaiah Oro. Yeah, he's been Oro. good. He, he's a very good – um, what team picked him up again? Cleveland, that's right. Um, Shooting-wise, he's not the best, but he's he's decent when it comes to shooting. The, I like what he's going to do, and Cleveland could be the spot for him to maybe become the next LeBron for that Cleveland team. Now, Mo, why don't we go defensive player of the year? Who have Whose defense has caught your eye and made you think this guy is uh, – I really hope they give it to Ben Simmons. I don't think they will because they don't give it to guards or forwards for that matter. It's usually just centers or just big men. Um, but I, I really would like to see Ben Simmons win this award. That's very interesting to me because I feel like it could be Marcus yeah, Smart. I mean, those those guys are probably the top two at their position, so definitely a chance. Right, and what about sixth man of the year? I feel like um, sixth man of the year – most likely will be he's been starting for that Lakers team so he uh is ineligible as as that works but um I think six man's pretty this is a little early to evaluate it um rotations have been really weird guys getting out for COVID reasons um so I'm not sure yet uh I mean like Lou Will is always a name that's going to be thrown out there but we'll see yeah now what about comeback player of the year if you're going early Who's come back this season and had like a I mean, Durant's been great. That's the obvious choice. Um, John Wall looks really good, which is surprising, and he might win it. I'd probably I'd probably go even yeah, Kyrie too. Kyrie I'd probably go too. Wall over the Brooklyn guys because Wall has been out for so long. Everyone doubted him. He was traded, blah, blah, blah. I'd probably go John Wall. Yeah, and lastly, because I believe there is no Offensive Player of the Year mm-hmm. award, I think it's MVP, right? Um, MVP early decision, Mo. Uh, Trey Young, maybe Trey Young. I don't know. Uh, it's really early. Um, I think Trey Young has been great. I think James Harden has been great. I don't think they're going to give it to him though because media people are annoyed with him. Um, my pick before the season was Luca. He doesn't look great. He'll probably come back and be better, but um. Yeah, why not? Trey Young, give him a, a little bit of that right now. So you don't think Giannis is having a back-to-back I, I, back I said this year? before the season. I don't think there's any shot he wins three in a row. Nobody's done that since Larry Bird. Jordan never did that. LeBron never did that. Kobe only has one MVP, which is crazy. But um, I, I don't think Giannis can do that. I think voter fatigue is going to set in. There's no chance. Yeah, I think MVP right now early for me is... He's been good, but I'd argue that Brown's almost been better than Um, him this season. Yeah, that's true. So, those two Celtics guys are my picks for MVP so far. And one more thing I want to get talk to you about, Mo, is free agents coming up. Um, We know that Giannis, obviously, is staying in Milwaukee, but we were talking about it earlier. Lonzo Ball. It's a very interesting situation here because we thought New Orleans was going to be the spot for him. Obviously, the Pelicans front office does not think that is the case because of Zion and Brandon Ingram. Now, where do you think Lonzo's going to end up? I like all my little ex-Lakers on the same team there. But um, 
wherever it is, he's going to get a bag because he's a good player. He's going to get probably about $20 million a year, and um, he's going to help someone win. So I, I hope it's New Orleans. If not, we'll see where it is. But um, lots of lots of players or lots of teams need good point guards that can defend. Right, and definitely one of those teams I think could be Boston if Kemba doesn't work out. Um, that could be an interesting frame right there. I know a lot of people don't like having Lonzo on their team because of his He's dad. He's been pretty quiet lately. But it's going to be v- – yes. Yeah, ever since Lonzo went to New Orleans, he's been very quiet. Um, is there anything else you want to say I think I'm pretty good. About? Enjoy the basketball, guys. Yes, you guys do enjoy the basketball. Mo, I want to thank you for coming on again. It's a pleasure as always. And 2021 is going to be a busy – basketball season with plenty of podcast episodes ladies and gentlemen once again signing off tyler sumner mole holtzman happy new year everybody and enjoy the year because 2020 is not here anymore you as well